the college basketball experience, big 10 offseason check in on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by win bet. Get started today and you get a risk-free bet up to $500 terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, make sure to grab a mountain cold refreshment. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. And lastly, we're brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, us, the NBA Finals free roll contest locks at the end of this week. So make sure you get your entry in for a free shot at winning $1,000. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store and download it today. What's up, everybody? This is Cameron Krog from Loyola Chicago Ramblers, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Shout out to the Broad Stop. Thank you, guys. Welcome to the college basketball experience. Big 10 off season check-in. My name is Colby swinging database, Dan, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick and I'm joined by the DFS God himself. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving, former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. How are you? What's up, man? I am doing great. How are you? I mean, I'm ready to, to, I mean, I was previewing Big Ten basketball. You know, they were fantastic regular season a year ago. But actually, give me give me the Dundee music. Let's get fans excited about the Big Ten. Yes, the Big Ten Conference last year in the regular the regular season champs essentially because everyone thought it was the best conference that they've ever seen. Some even said right, but still in the tournament they had some woes. But don't worry, there's still reason to get excited if you're a Big Ten basketball fan because. The Michigan Wolverines show no sign of slowing down with an unbelievable class coming in, which we'll touch on later. Purdue Boilermakers, Tom Izzo still at Michigan State. I mean, Maryland's looking good. We're going to go through all of these teams, every single team in the Big Ten. And I think there's a lot of reason to say, hey, we're due for another great year, but got to be better in the tournament, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, you mentioned it in your intro there. Great regular season. But come tourney time, what the furthest anybody went was Michigan to the Elite Eight. Uh, you know that's not a bad run, uh, but you had a lot of uh, teams bow out pretty early. Like for example, and we called this one. We called this in like January. We said Iowa was going to lose early. Yeah. Sure enough, two seed. They lose in the second round to Oregon in a game that wasn't even really that close. So we knew that one was coming. But you know, pretty poor outings by Purdue. Uh, Wisconsin won one game. Ohio State got beat by Oral Roberts. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, that's that's your your two seed losing to a fifteen. I mean, it turned out Oral Roberts was pretty damn good, but still, you'd you, you'd hope for a uh, you know a deeper run from from your two seed. Then what? The Fighting Illini lose to, to Loyola Chicago in the uh, second round. Completely outcoached that game, and I'm an Underwood guy, but I mean that was. A coaching clinic, in my opinion, on uh, Porter Moser just out coaching the Illini. Um, so, so I mean, looking into this season, we got a couple new coaches coming in. Ben Johnson coming into Minnesota, which I'm sure we'll touch on when we get there, and uh, Micah Shrewsbury coming into Penn State, and then uh, Mike Woodson, former the former Houston Rocket, come and former Indiana Hoosier coming to his alma mater at Indiana. Um, those are the, the, the newcomers, but let's, let's dive into uh, what we think each team will be. We're going to go team by team. We're going to start off kind of the way that we project the way the conference could go. Um, 
I, I don't know that it'll be our projections, but what I'm reading out there, uh, Purdue and Michigan, I think s- seem to be the top dogs in the conference. Let's get to Purdue out the gate. This is one where they lose Aaron Wheeler transfers to St. John's and uh, they pretty much they're bringing in t- two top 65 recruits, Trey Kaufman and Caleb first. Um, But I liked Brandon Newman a season ago. They still got uh, Zach Eady. Uh, they got Travion Williams came back from the the you know potentially we thought he was going to go to the NBA draft. He's back. Mason Gillis. They still got Stefanovic, the guy who can bury the three. Eric Hunter Jr. Jaden Ivy. This is a deep team. Well, finally you mentioned Jaden Ivy because he's my favorite player on the team. I think the two best players are him and the big man Travion Williams. Ivy was a true freshman last year. Uh, you know, he showed he showed flashes early on. Towards the end of the season, he was playing really good basketball. Uh, yeah, this team is uh, they're just very experienced. You know, uh, they're yeah they should be right at the top of the Big Ten because they got a lot of guys coming back. And what you love to see is that they only lost two people transferring out. Those two guys were were pretty far down on the bench there. So uh, it sounds to me like uh, most of these guys are kind of pissed. That they lost in the first round of the NCAAs last year, and they came back, uh, and you know they're on a mission. You know they they came back for a purpose. So I expect a good year for uh, Purdue. Uh, hopefully that translates into a deeper run come March. And Matt Painter entering what year sixteen in uh, West Lafayette? Uh, where where does he rank for you as far as I think he's a I think he kind of remind I call him Tony Bennett Jr. because he gets the max out of his teams in my opinion. I know you're a painter guy, and I will say that you know this year they actually have a couple you know pretty uh, you know good recruits coming in, but usually they don't get a whole bunch of five stars. Okay, so yeah, as far as the talent that he brings in, he gets the most out of that talent because Purdue year in year out they're either in the NCAA tournaments or they're right around the bubble. You know they made a good run there uh, with uh, oh geez I'm forgetting the guard's name now that's hitting all those shots uh, the year they lost to UVA in 2019. Yes, and I'm drawing a blank too. He was nasty. <laughs> he killed Tennessee, man. He killed Tennessee. He's on. He's in the in the NBA. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank yeah, on the, his name. Uh, the guy's a freaking baller, man. Um, I'm gonna try to pull it up here. That was 1920, right? I was talking about him in the past week. I was talking about him in the past week. Carson Edwards. Yes. Yeah. Jeez. You can tell it, it's June, and, and we're not quite thinking, you know, locked in on college basketball. But that's why we're doing these check-ins. I can't believe I drew a blank there. I was watching that Tennessee game where he went off against Tennessee. Uh, some highlights that, of that in the past week. That run they had. What? So they ended up going Elite Eight, right? They should have beat Virginia. They should have beat Virginia that year. Yeah, yeah. I think it went, it went in overtime. Well, the missed free throw, the tap, the ball yeah, gets tapped out uh, to Diakite. Uh, the, the great pass, just, uh, just crazy. Uh, but I think if you're a Boilermaker fan, I mean, what? It's you could be a Final Four team this year. You know, I, other than that run, though, I've always kind of faded Purdue in the NCAA tournament, except for last year. Last year, I was kind of high on them, and, sh- and sure enough, what do they do? Losing the first round. So I think this is a team that is set up to have a very good regular season. I still worry about them come March. I think they have a ceiling. I just, just due to an overall kind of a lack of talent, you know. Ivy might have a chance at the pros. I don't think Williams is going to be. I mean, he's more like an old school big man. So, but I like I think, their guard play. I think you know Hunter, Stefanovic, Newman. Um, I think oh, those guys are solid. They're very yeah. solid. They're they're good college basketball players. But usually, the teams that make the Final Four have some NBA talent, and and Ivy is going to be the only one who even sniffs. Uh, you know, I mean, Loyola made it. Cam Crutwig isn't on a, you know, none of those guys made the, the NBA. Uh, maybe Crutwig will get drafted, but the other four that have since moved on. Oh, I think Lucas well, Williamson's said, still there, but uh, I said usually. So you name the one team in the last That's 10 a, years. <laughs> I mean, UVA. I mean, I guess they had, they had, uh, what's his name? Kyle the, Guys in the pros, and so is the other point. No, no, no. Kyle Guys in the, uh, the G League. Or the B League, or whatever the fuck it is, playing for like the the Mustangs of, uh, you know, Stockton, California, or some shit like that. But um, they did have Diakite get drafted in there, so they did have two guys. They had two guys on that team. I get your point. I think Purdue, though. I mean, ceiling Final Four, man. Ceiling is your fun is the Final Four. I'm not saying yeah, they're gonna yeah. go. Right. 
I'm not going to argue with that. The ceiling is the final four. I'm just probably not going to pick it myself. I think this is a team that could potentially win the big 10 regular season, but then maybe disappoint come March. Potentially. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I gotta see the games. I gotta see the games, man. I'm not ready and to you gotta go there. see how those freshmen step in too. I yeah. mean, yeah, maybe, maybe one or two of those guys have some down the line NBA potential. So if that's the case, then, you know, maybe that uplifts the entire talent of the roster. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially, yeah, I mean, come on, it's June. So we'll see how they start playing in November, December, January. And uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's switch it over to there. What was many projected to be? It's a two-team race. I feel like. I think. I mean, I I wouldn't surprise me if there's more than two teams here battling for the spot. But the Michigan Wolverines seem loaded. I know there's still a chance Hunter Dickinson, but I expect them to be back. I think Devonte Jones, that transfer from Coastal Carolina, who averaged 19 points a game in the Sun Belt, those are huge players to bring in. And then you add in the fact they're returning Eli Brooks. Um, they have, let me count this correct. Let me make sure uh, they have four players, four freshmen in the top 50 coming in led by number seven recruit in the nation, Caleb Houston. Uh, Juwan Howard is on that recruiting tail trail. Geez, two, five stars, three, four stars and a three star dude. That is on top of the class he brought in last year, which was, I think like top 10 in the country. The dude is killing it four in the top. What? 44. That's crazy. That's like Duke or Kentucky right there. Yeah. You know, this team is going to and Brandon Johns is back. Um, He's solid. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this is a team that has an incredibly high ceiling. It dep- I, I got to see the freshman. I can't just, just give them that status of, Oh, they're going to be for sure. Well, it's going to come down to Hunter Dickinson. Uh, so you, so you're assuming he's coming back. I think he's going to be back. If he comes back, then this team is really good. Cause well, you saw him as a true freshman and how he, you know, was just a beast in the paint. Um, so if he comes back for a sophomore year, then uh, this team could win the whole thing. Yeah. They do lose a lot though. They, they do. But I mean, I, I was thoroughly impressed with them last year. You talk about Franz Wagner. He's gone. Uh, Mike Smith, the point guard with the crazy hair, uh, Isaiah livers. I mean that when he got hurt, that's the kind of, that's kind of derailed their, their hopes last year. Uh, Shawnee Brown played big minutes and Austin Davis was a good backup big man. So they lose a lot, um, but you have to like what they have coming in too. So uh, yeah, Michigan's going to be pretty damn good again. Yeah. I just wondered, you think Dickinson, you, th- you a gun to your head. What do you think? You think he's you know, what, what, uh, it's so hard for the NBA these days to try to translate players because Dickinson is is once again he's more like the old school big man. He's not a stretch five. He's not going to hit threes from the corner. So um, I know, think he'll I think be back. I think he's probably a second rounder right now or something. I mean, you can't teach his size. He, I think he's seven seven foot or seven one or something. Um, so really, if he's a second rounder, then it's up to him. You want to get? Do you want to go back? Maybe enhance that draft stock. Also, now you can get money. Yeah. Now you can yeah. with with NIL. So if I was him, I'd be coming back. If you know, I, I think that I, actually, I think that should help college basketball because I think those fringe players that are on the on the fringe of being drafted or not. You know what? If you can get, make twenty, forty k, or however much, even more maybe, while in college for a second or third year, and to try to improve your draft stock, it might make more sense because now you can get paid at least legally. Yeah, no, I think it'll help both sports, college basketball and college football. You look at a guy like Brad Kaya or, or Jamie Newman or something, or Jake Fromm, or uh, well, there was a quarterback for Buffalo. I think it makes a lot of sense to come back now. Yeah. But I mean, college football, the NFL rules, I think you have to be three years removed from high school. So in the, in the, in NBA, you're just one year removed true, right now. True. I think, so, but, but I think it helps both because there's quarterbacks sure, that come yeah. out early, but yeah, I, I completely agree. It will probably help basketball more. So what's your ceiling? So your ceiling's national championship if Hunter Dickinson's back. If Dickinson's back, so you yeah. have Michigan essentially then probably winning the uh, the Big Ten. Actually, we're forgetting about one team. I forgot Ayala is back, so we got to talk about the Maryland Terrapins as a contender as well. Um, yeah, I'd say there's like probably four or five contenders for the regular season crown. Uh, you know, Michigan. I think they might start a little slow just with all the the newcomers and those freshmen. But uh, yeah, I think they're probably when you're looking at March, when you're you know doing your bracket, I think they'll probably have the highest ceiling of any of those schools 
if Dickinson returns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're must watch TV next year. I think, you know, we touched on this on a, a, a couple other conferences. I thought we touched on Mississippi state and Oklahoma being two teams. And I think Oregon state, maybe we threw in there as well Is that teams that we really want to watch next year. And I think Michigan, they were must watch this past year, but I think they're going to be that again, considering all these freshmen and this mix of talent with jo- what Jawan Howard's doing. I think they're going to be must watch TV. Yeah. I wonder if livers didn't get hurt last year. Well, you know, would Michigan have beaten UCLA? Would they have gone on to the final four and win a game there or cut down the nets? I mean, maybe. Yeah, that was a great game. I mean, those were great games. So uh, let's, let's, uh, let's build before we talk Maryland Terrapin basketball. Let me tell you that the college basketball experience on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by WinBet. Yes, WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer of up to a $500 risk free sports bet. Terms and conditions do apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. Let's talk Maryland Terrapin basketball here because this is one that I suddenly, suddenly with Ayala coming back, and it looks like Aaron, I would assume Aaron Wiggins is going to come back. All of a sudden, because they brought in Wahab from Georgetown, they brought in Fats Russell from Rhode Island, they brought in even a couple other guys. That I mean, I, Ian Martinez at Utah, I know, just was a freshman, four point or five points a game, but still, I think it was a good addition for some depth. And they also still have Dante Scott. They still have, I mean, this is a Hakeem Hart. They they have a really good team, and I think. You know, I know we're still pan, pending the Wiggins return, but I think he's going to come back. And I think when you look at that starting five, then a Fats Russell, Eric Ayala, Aaron Wiggins, Dante Scott, and Wahab, I think, wow, all of a sudden. On paper, on paper, this team looks really good. You know, we were, I was talking with uh, our oldest brother, who's actually a big Maryland Terrapin fan, and and he wants Duke and Maryland to, uh, you know, reignite their rivalry in, in some of these ACC Big Ten, cha- uh, cha- uh, not championship, but uh, challenge, yeah. challenge, challenge, yeah. challenge. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, you know, I'm glad Duke is not facing Maryland this year. Duke gets Ohio state, you know, me being the Duke fan. So uh, yeah, I'm kind of happy that Duke does not uh, face Maryland this year because Maryland looks loaded. What it might come down to though, is the coaching. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know what? I've seen steady improvements. I actually thought last year, Turgeon did a pretty good job coaching. I, I, I thought I saw some development in his coaching I've been a skeptic for a while, but I thought things were getting a little bit better as far as the way he was coaching the game. We'll see. I, I what's your ceiling on the Terrapins then? Final four. Yeah. Just I, look at that talent, man. Look at that team. Look at yeah. on paper. On paper, they 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 wow you. I mean, now la- last year they they were a talented group last year, and they kind of just snuck into the NCAs. They were a ten seed. Uh, nice win in the first round over UConn, but then you know got blown out by Bama in the second round. So. I don't have it in front of me, but what's the, what's the furthest Turgeon has ever taken a team sweet 16. Maybe I think sweet 16. Yeah. Has he taken them once? I think he took them once, but I mean, they, they did lose Daryl Morsel and uh, to, to Marquette it was Shaka smart recently. I was surprised to see he wasn't returning. Um, and Jarius Hamilton to Western Kentucky. That was a bench player that, that was a solid contributor, but I still think what they brought in just I think that's a really good team next year. I think that could be a really dangerous team. Wouldn't surprise me at all if they won the Big Ten. Yeah, the big man uh, Wahab from Georgetown. That guy is just—he's a legit five. I mean, he's going to be very good there. And then Fats Russell. If you watch any Rhode Island basketball the last couple of years, he might be like the five ten point guard, but the guy is just a, a leader, a scorer, a gritty ass player. Uh, yeah, Maryland fans are going to like him a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's got that killer instinct. He's got a little bit of that Iverson killer instinct. Um. Yeah. All right, so hold on. I got it in front of me here. All right. His years at Maryland, he's been there, believe it or not, since 2011, 2012, <laughs> his first three years, he made to one NIT, no NCAAs. Then you got round of 32 sweet 16 lost in the first round, missed the tournament round of 32 COVID year round of 32. Mm, mm. So is this a year that he breaks through and and goes past the Sweet Sixteen? Uh, with that roster, he better. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> like that roster, you need to at least be like, I mean, at least in the sweet 16, at least, you know what I mean? Like that's a really good roster. I feel like this team could do some damage. I will say, I mean, you know, look, Maryland fans expect to win and the guy's been there for 10 years and he only has one sweet 16 berth, never further than that. And then, you know, a, a lot of pretty early exits. So the time is now he does need to produce with this lineup. That's for sure. Didn't he? I think he signed an extension. I thought I read. I'm not positive. Yeah, I think he, I think he signed an extension. So I don't know. I mean, let's, let's hop down and talk about the next team. Uh, I think that's probably somewhat in contention. Uh, and that is the Ohio state Buckeyes. Obviously a lot of this pending EJ Lydell coming back. They lose Dwayne Washington jr. They lose CJ Walker. Um, now they did go out and get, they have the 34th recruit in the nation coming in in Malachi Branham and Jamari Wheeler from Penn state. I thought showed flashes and Joey Brunk from Indiana, both transferring in, they can probably help out if they get Lydell back. Maybe, maybe we're talking, they still have uh, Liddell's brother. I'm sorry. Is Liddell's brother still there? Did, did he, I don't know that he came back, but yeah, I don't think so. Uh, but justice sewing uh, Justin Aaron's also, they'll still be there. Kyle young. Uh, what, what's your take on, on what Ohio state might be looking at come fall? <sighs> Yeah, they definitely need Liddell because uh, that guy's a hell of a player. And once again, I don't know if his game totally translates because I don't think because I think the one thing missing is in his game is that like uber athleticism. Uh, he's a crafty player. He's a, a very skilled player. He can you know step back, hit a couple of threes. He's got a pretty good post game. He's a very good college basketball player. Uh, so I'm assuming he comes back. If if he does come back, then everything will be just fine in Columbus. All the all the other guys on the team are kind of nice supporting pieces. They need a lead dog, a top dog. That's Liddell. Without him, I think they struggle, and I think they're probably around the bubble. Uh, but I think he'll come back. You? I uh, think. Yeah. If I had to bet, who am I thinking? Wasn't his brother there a couple of years ago? I don't know. I think you're right. I, yeah. I, kind of that rings a bell, I guess. Dude, I'm telling you, we watch college basketball. We cover every game, and for some reason, uh, you get to like July, and I'm like, wait, did they? Did his brother play for him last year? No, he didn't last year. Maybe the year before. I do remember <laughs> there being another Liddell, though. I thought, but uh, hell, I don't know. Um, he, and the, what the other good thing is that they only lost two guys to transfer portal, and they were way down on the bench. So uh, that's always a, a sign for me that people are buying into the program. Yeah, and that was uh, Musa Jallo or Hollow uh, to Charlotte uh, and Diallo, which who hasn't even announced where he's transferring. Um, what's your ceiling for Ohio State with with Le- if Liddell comes back? If not, they're not gonna. I, if not, if they don't get him back, I don't know that they're gonna make the tournament. Yeah, I think, like I said, without him, I think they're on the bubble. With him, I think uh, I think they could go Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight. I think you know they ran into that Oral Roberts buzzsaw this past year. Uh, at, at, after winning the Big Ten championship, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess they blew their load in the conference uh, tourney, but I think it's a Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight uh, ceiling with Liddell. Uh, and how do you evaluate Chris Holtman this far? Huh? Let me. Uh, well, let me bring him up. That, and- that, that's an interesting one. They got rid of Thad Mata, and I understand he hit a couple tough years, and now he's the AD at Indiana, I believe, or assistant AD. Um, but it makes me wonder a little bit of like, Hey, I don't know if necessary. I mean, I think he's a solid coach, but they, I don't think I can't recall any long runs they've had in March. Once again, we are in July talking college basketball. Maybe I'm forgetting uh, some moments here, but no, you know, you're right. So he's been there four years. Obviously one of those years, the, the postseason was canceled uh, round of 32 round of 32 first round loss. It's a big year for him. It's a big year for Chris Holtman. He needs Lydell back. Yeah. So the good thing, I mean, they're making the tournament every year, you know, but I think uh, Buckeye fans are going to want a little bit more moving forward. Thankfully for him, football comes first in Ohio, but uh, still, you know, um, I, I'd say he's, he's safe here for a couple of years, but uh, yeah, he needs to make a run eventually. Right? Well, I mean, look at that matter. Okay. His, his final season, 17, 15, they didn't make anything the year before they made the NIT at 21 and 14, but the year before that they were at round of 32, 
year before that, they lost in the first round to 64, but year before that, they were in the elite eight year before that they're in the final four. Um, then two sweet 16. So I just think uh, to fire yeah. a guy after just a, he never had a losing season. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. <laughs> now that you mentioned it, uh, he was doing, he was doing all right there. <laughs> I mean, he went to, he, and this is crazy that they, that they fired him. I just think, look, he went to the national championship in his third year. So his first year they were ineligible. This is back in Oh four Oh five. Then they go to the round of 32, his second year. Uh, then they go to the national championship, losing the national championship. Then they win the NIT the next year. Then the very next year they're in the tournament, but they lose in the first round. Then the year after that sweet 16 year after that sweet 16 year after that final four year after that elite eight year after that first round loss in the tournament year after that second round field is 32, then NIT second round. And then a 17, 15 season. They fired him after one bad. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I think that national championship team, that was Greg Oden and Mike Conley. Yeah. But they, but he took him yeah. to two final fours. I would have hung on to him as a head coach. I think it's crazy yeah. that you fired him, but. And we sat, we sat next to him at that Butler game. So he's cool with us. There we go. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what's your ceiling then? You said sweet 16. I said sweet 16 or, or elite eight. So you can, you can twist my arm and you know, maybe a, a yeah. Elite eight. Go with that. I got you. Okay. I'll say sweet 16. I'll say sweet 16. Um, let's, let's talk Spartan basketball because I think they're one of the more interesting teams here. Rocket Watts is gone. He's in, in Starkville, Mississippi. Now foster lawyer is going where to go. I think Davidson, if memory serves me correct. Um, correct. And uh, I mean that those were the I guess two guys that I mean I guess lawyer didn't do that much last year just four points a game but right they do return Joey Hauser they do return I mean they, they first off they have the number seventeen recruit in the country and Max Christie coming in at shooting guard they have three top fifty eight recruits according to twenty four seven sports and they also bring in Tyson Walker from Northeastern which I like that program that Northeastern has there in the CAA he averaged nineteen points a game or just about. Uh, it, up in uh, what the Boston area or wherever that Northeastern is. Right. Um, and makes me wonder, cause you you got Gabe Brown, Hauser, Malik Hall, the couple freshmen coming in and Tyson Walker. What are you expecting out of, I mean, this is Izzo. Sometimes Izzo has rosters that you, I think you look at and you go, I don't know. And they overachieve. Yeah. Is this going to be one of them? I would say here, breaking down this roster, uh, I like the front court. Hauser, Hall, Gabe Brown, then uh, Marble and Bingham off the bench. They both played a decent amount of uh, minutes last season. Those guys are all like solid players. The question is, is going to be that 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 brand new backcourt, the transfer and the true freshman coming in. They're going to need points because right now, looking at the returning guys, not a whole lot of scoring. You know, these yeah. are your typical. Michigan State guys, really good program guys, good defenders, good rebounders, smart players, but they're going to need somebody to to fill it up. Uh, hopefully, I, you know, for their sake, that's going to be that that true freshman, that shooting guard, Max Christie. Um, yeah, you know, we'll see what he does. Who knows? It's kind of it's definitely a, a question mark at this point. And then we'll see what Tyson Walker does on the bigger stage in the Big Ten, coming from what Northeastern. Yeah. So uh, and yeah, I mean the people they lost like. I thought rocket Watts was going to be a hell of a player as a freshman. He showed signs and especially towards the end of his freshman year, he was really coming on. I was very disappointed with his sophomore campaign. Uh, I think we mentioned that when we were doing the sec look in um, and th- th- those other guys, lawyer and Kithier, they're, they're not going to be missed. They were, you know, pretty far down on the bench there. So this is going to be an interesting team. It's it's I say right now it comes down to Walker and Christie. Those guys need to play very good basketball from day one. I think that I think they're definitely in the tournament this year, but let me ask you this. Are they a contender in for the big 10 regular season title? I don't think so. I don't no. think so either. I think they're going to find uh, themselves in the tournament. Wouldn't be surprised if they went around or two. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, Hey, you know, it, it's, it's Izzo, it's March. His teams are, are going to get better as the season goes on. Uh, you know, last year where they lost uh, to UCLA in but the play in, right? I mean, that was a crazy game. I mean, I, I, I remember I had to drive home from the, from the studio, essentially uh, when I left that halftime, I think Michigan state was up 11. By the time I got to my house, yeah. UCLA was tied up and that was just a back and forth game. Overtime game. 
it's crazy that UCLA, a team that, I mean, shit, had uh, Suggs not made a crazy shot, might have went to the national championship, and Michigan State was right there. That's how thin of a line is, you know, between winning and losing. UCLA could have lost the play-in; they they could have never made Indianapolis last year. So pretty crazy, but yeah, I think Michigan State could be a tournament team. But as far as contending in the in the regular season, no, that they're going to finish like round four, five, or six or so. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I, I'm with you. And uh, all right, I want to tell you folks out there that the college basketball experience is brought to you by PropSwap. Yes, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on on NBA championship or Stanley Cup futures when you buy directly from other betters on PropSwap. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high. Well, submit a bid for a price that you think is fair, then buy it. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time with one click of a button. And PropSwap gives you a suggested price tool to let you know how much your ticket's worth essentially. Last week, a PropSwap customer sold a $100 ticket for 175 to 1 Atlanta Hawks to win the Eastern Conference ticket for $6,250 after the Hawks went up 1-0 on the Bucks. Well, with PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order for you to make money. It just needs to improve. Think of it like a stock market, but for sports betting, use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. All right, we're back talking Big Ten basketball with NC Nick. A little off-season check, and no, we're not going to get to full projections. I mean, we're projecting these teams right now, but a lot can change in the coming weeks. As we just saw with LSU getting some key players back with Illinois, Kofi Cobra and stuff like that. Um, so just take it with a grain of salt here, but we will have you covered on the college basketball experience where we talk college basketball year round. Um, I'm going to make a case for what I think could be a very, very good team that no one's seeing coming right now. I'm going to make a case for the Indiana Hoosiers, Mike Woods, an interesting hire, but a ton of ton of experience coaching uh, in the NBA. Thad Mata is the guy that they brought in as assistant AD. I like Thad Mata. We just touched on that. And I think when you look at this team and look at some of these transfers, but first trace Jackson Davis is back and he's a beast. I like that was the biggest and most important thing that Woodson did from day one is that he re-recruited Jackson Davis to return. Yeah, and 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 to me, I uh, this this team could be sleeping. Miller Cop coming over from Northwestern, where he averaged eleven point three points a game. I like Xavier Johnson coming in from Pitt, where he had fourteen points a game and also almost six assists. They they retain. Uh, they still have Robert uh, Finnessy. That guy played some solid minutes for them a season ago. Um, they got uh, Tamar Bates, number twenty eight recruit in the nation, coming in. They got uh, UT Martin transfer Parker Stewart, a guard averaged 19 points a game, almost five boards. Michael Durr, a big man from South Florida coming in. who got nine points, eight boards as well as race Thompson. Um, they have, I mean, I, I don't know. I just feel like this team could really kind of be a, a sneak up on, on you there. It's still got Trey Galloway too. I'm telling you, man, I really like this team. You mentioned Michigan as, you know, must watch TV, one of the most interesting teams in the country. Well, throw Indiana right there with them. From day one, I want to see how Mike Woodson does as a college coach coaching these guys because this team is very talented and they're very deep. Yeah. On, on paper, it doesn't seem like they have a weakness. Xavier Johnson was a baller at Pitt. He's going to step in right away. Miller Cop to be that six, seven wing guy coming from, from, uh, Northwestern, he'll fit in really nicely. If you don't know Tracy Jackson Davis, and you probably haven't been watching college basketball the last couple of years, he's been one of the best big men in the country. And Ray Thompson is a perfect complement to him too. And yeah. then, like you mentioned, the guys coming off the bench: Finesse, Galloway, uh, Durr coming over from USF. Uh, uh, th- then the recruits, uh, yeah, and mixed with Trace Jackson Davis, you really have a, a I think. Th- you want to talk? I don't know. I don't have any lines on to win the Big Ten right now a sleeper power play would be the Indiana Hoosiers. I think this seems very dangerous. I think a lack of coaching was holding them back the last few years. Uh, the, 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 and the, the biggest question mark is probably not with the players. It's probably with Mike Woodson and how he adapts to the college game. I think He's only, but having Thad Mata there, that huge, sure. huge. Sure. He's only been an NBA coach. Yeah. So he has been far removed from the college basketball world since he was 
playing at Indiana in the eighties or something, you so, know, yeah, with Bob Knight might've been the seventies, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I tell you, man, I think, uh, I don't think the coaching can necessarily get worse. So I think he's going to be an upgrade over the previous coach and the team just looks loaded, man. So I'm really excited to watch Indiana this year. I think if you're in Bloomington, I think you have a lot of optimism heading into the season. Yeah. And that's considering, you know, I think when we first saw that we didn't know who they were going to hire, I think they wanted Brad Stevens and then Al Durham transferred out to Providence. Franklin went to Virginia. Jerome Hunter went to Xavier. Uh, Bronk went to Ohio State. You thought, I don't know about this. It seems like a fire sale in Bloomington, but considering now what they brought in, mixed with what they return, I think the Hoosiers are a team. Yeah, I completely agree with you that this team is must watch to me. I can't wait to watch the Hoosiers this year. And maybe they can turn back that clock, go back to that golden era with, with Bobby Knight and company. Or even even Mike Davis took him to a national championship, right? That's right. Um, okay, and then let's let's hop on over and talk fighting a lion eye because this is one that if you would have told me a year ago, obviously Dasumu's gone, but Kofi Coburn, we thought was going to be gone. Now he says he's coming back potentially, but he's transferring. And Adam Miller, who was a top recruit a season ago and actually showed great flashes, he's transferring. He transferred to LSU. I, I, if you would have asked me a year ago, I thought this program looked incredibly bright. Now I will say this. I think it still looks bright because they still have Andre Curbelo. They still have Trent Frazier. They they're adding in Alfonso Plummer, who was a good player at Utah. They got Jacob Grandison. Uh, you know, some, some of these, they got two top hundred freshmen coming in Omar Payne. I mean, wh- what do you make of this? Alliani team. I know that. Uh, I mean, I did not see the Adam Miller thing coming. Did you? No, that's surprising. You know, especially you. You would think that he knew Dosunmu's leaving, and he's just going to step into that role. Uh, so who who knows if maybe he didn't didn't get along with the coach or something. Who the hell knows? I did not see that coming. Uh, Illinois is taking a step back this year, no doubt about it. You don't lose Dosunmu, Coburn, Adam Miller, and not take a step back. Yeah, they still got some talent, Frazier, Corbella, some of the guys you mentioned. But this, I, it, now it looks like a rebuilding year in Champaign, and I don't think they're going to make the tournament. I think they still could make the tournament. I think they could because I think Alfonso Plummer is an underrated get. But yes, they got to figure some things out, and uh, I think their ceiling is probably the tournament, though. You know, may, maybe yeah. steal one in the tournament, but. Um, I do think it is a rebuilding year, but it still wouldn't shock me. I still think it could be a tough out to go against some of that experienced guard play. Well, overall, I think the Big Ten is a little bit down compared to last year. I think last year everything kind of culminated in in the in the the 2020-2021 season because you had so many good teams with realistic chances of going far. Whether that happened or not, it it, it turned out it didn't happen. But I think uh, Illinois is is a prime example of one of the teams that takes a step back this year. They need a year to rebuild and, you know, get that talent pipeline back in there and get some of their, their young guys. Cause right now it's a pretty damn young team. Um, so they need, just need some more experience. Yeah. I mean, I initially loved that, uh, that, that Brad under Underwood hire, and I still think it's probably the right man for the job, but I was not, I, I, I think he was probably shocked when Miller transferred out. So We'll, we'll see. He got screwed that he got matched up with Loyola in the second round. He did. <laughs> Let's be honest. He completely did. You are a hundred percent right. Because that team last year could have easily made the final four. And if you make the final four, well then you got a chance to win the whole freaking thing, you know? So, but obviously, you know, with the and and, Co- and Coburn having that inside outside dual threat, it's tough to only win one game in the NCAA tournament. Cause you might not have that combination ever again. Yeah. You wanted that team to go further. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh okay, well let's let's uh let's hop over and talk Wisconsin. Talk about a team, you know, I know they had I think a big meeting, you know, uh, Greg Gard. Uh I think he had his challenges. He had a, a team that had five seniors starting a season ago. They did win a tournament game beat North Carolina, but I, there was a lot of speculation about I don't know that he's got a long I don't know that he'll be here in 2 years, honestly. Yeah, I don't know if he'll be here in a year, especially because yeah. this, this year could be a long one with not that many victories. Uh, he, he he seems to have a problem getting along with players. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. They I think they had a team meeting or something where a bunch of their players voiced their uh, 
uh, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was a players only meeting. I don't know what it was, but I remember there being speculation that, uh, that the, you know, he's not the right guy for the job essentially. And well, and then that's coming off the, off the heels of last year where there, there's like racism claims and that player transferred out early. Uh, yeah. He's at, he's at Valpo now. He's at Valpo yeah. now. It's uh, is it Dimitri Trice? Is that it? No, no, no Trice played no, last year. No. Who was it that left early, like really yeah. early a season ago? Um, let me, let me quickly. So, it was, you know, so while you're pulling that up, so yeah, that's two years in a row with, I, you know, you know, you hear these like leaked rumors of, of discontent within the program. And I don't know if guard is kind of like too old school to handle or to get along with the uh, players these days, but there seems like there's some relationship issues there. So we'll see. And, and looking at the roster, it, it looks a little limited this year. So if they struggle, then maybe Wisconsin makes a move. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I was actually surprised that they didn't make the move already, but I guess since you win a tournament game, um, perhaps, perhaps especially that, over UNC. I mean, that, that carries a little weight. Kobe right? King is who we're thinking of Kobe there King. You go. There you uh, go. Yeah. And Trevor Anderson, both uh, went, went uh, to, to Valpo. Yeah. So couple, couple Wisconsin players uh, went to Valpo as well. So uh, interesting, but yeah, I mean, look, the, this team returns. They got a super senior Brad Davison coming back at 10 points a game. Freshman guard Jonathan Davis showed some flashes at seven points a game. And you you got Tyler Wall. But yes, you're replacing your entire starting five. You, you rec- transfer wise, you didn't bring any big names. Chris Vault from Cincinnati as a big man. Uh, Neath, a guard at a, uh, from Wake Forest who didn't do much. Ja- Jacoby Neath. Maybe I don't, I, I have a hard time even projecting the starting five, to tell you the truth. Yeah, and once again, they were a team that were, were that had five starting seniors last year. So all things were pointing towards a successful season. Sure, I mean it kind of sucks that they were you know in that eight nine matchup where in the second round they played Baylor, the team that eventually won it all. Uh, but you know, I, I think I think a lot of uh, Badger fans are probably expecting a deeper run than what they got this past year. Yeah, especially coming into the season, starting that many uh, returning starters. So. Uh, gun to your head. They dancing? No, no, I, don't I think agree. So. I completely agree. Um, all right, I want to tell you the college basketball experience. Big Ten check-ins brought to you by Underdog. Yes, make sure you head over to underdogfantasy.com and use that promo code SGPN for a free twenty-five dollars. You can uh, use the the free twenty-five dollars to enter the Best Ball Mania Two. First place in Best Ball Mania Two gets a million dollars. So that's that. If that ain't enough to sign up right now. Get yeah, I don't know what to tell you. All right, drafts are happening constantly, and, and it's not just NFL. They have NBA, MLB, and more. UnderdogFantasy.com promo code SGPN for your chance to win a million bucks. And uh, I also want to tell you to jump on over to the App Store and download us. Yes, the SGPN app is here. It's live. It's in the App Store. It's in the Google Play Store. You want to get all of me and NC Nick and Patty C's picks or podcast or contests that we're giving away a ton of cash or articles that we've written. Uh, you got to get the SGPN app. It's, it's fantastic. It's easy access to all of that. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, here we are. This is another very interesting team to me. The Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, bringing in the number 26 recruit and shooting guard, Bryce McGow- McGowan's uh, and having junior guard Trey McGowan's back at 11 points per game. I'm a bit intrigued on what Fred Hoiberg is doing in Lincoln because they're also, they were young last year and getting sophomore Delano Banton back 10 points a game, just about six boards, four assists, six, nine plays kind of a slasher can do a little bit of everything. Uh, junior power forward let Mayan nine points a game, four and a half boards. He's back. Super senior guard Kobe Webster's coming back, eight points a game. A couple other nice uh, bench forwards, Derek Walker and uh, Shamil Stevenson are back. And then they went out and added a couple. Now no big names, but Keon Edwards from DePaul, C.J. Wilcher from Xavier. They were freshmen there. They did lose some key pieces. Teddy Allen went to New Mexico State. It was a bit surprising. I thought he was going to come back. Um, but that was the real the real loss. What's your, what's your thoughts on, I mean, part of me is like, Hey, this could be a tournament team. Part of me is like, I don't know. It's Nebraska. Yeah. 
I'll say what last year they were seven and twenty overall, three and sixteen in conference. So even if they're better, they still have a long way to go. I will say they I think I thought they were better they were playing better basketball as the season progressed. Uh, I mean, you know, they they beat Minnesota and Rutgers two games in a row in what mid February. I'm like, hey, is Nebraska turning a corner? Oh, then they got smacked by thirty eight at Iowa. Uh, and then the lost a couple close ones to Northwestern and Penn state. But so early on, Nebraska looked pretty bad last year. They got better as the season progressed and, and ended up either winning a couple games or playing a couple opponents close. I do think they're better this year. I like and, the well, McGowan's brothers and you hit on the big 10 being worse. So true w- with them being better in the big 10 being worse. I think there's opportunity here. If you're a Cornhusker fan to think, Hey, I know you haven't been dancing in forever forever, but maybe, maybe I'd agree with that. I think there's some, there's some potential. I think uh, depth might be an issue right now. They might go, they might go eight deep. And that includes a couple guys that did not do much at DePaul or Xavier a year ago. Um, so more likely they're probably a, a six man rotation right now. For the most part, those six guys are pretty good though. So it will be interesting. I think Nebraska is a lot better this year, but I don't know if good enough to like, you know, make the tournament or anything. I think 500 record in conference overall, I think that would be a step in the right direction for the program. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, best case scenario tournament, first tournament birth in a long time. It's possible. Hey, anything is possible these days. There we go. All right, let's go. Let's uh, switch it over and talk a team that basically could be. They, we touched on Nebraska maybe making their first tournament in a very long time. Well, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights made their first tournament since 1991, if memory serves me correct, and they should have won. They, uh, they 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 did win against Clemson, but they they really blew the second. Who was the who was the team they lost to? They, Houston. Yes, they should have won that game. They should have won that game, and that one. Man, that's got to leave a bad taste, and 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 I was surprised. Ended up losing sixty three to sixty once again, and Houston ends up, Houston ends up going to the final four. They should you know anyone that watched that game knew Rutgers was the better team. They let him off the hook. It, it, Q, yeah, Q Dennis Green. Yeah, but Rutgers was pretty fortunate to beat Clemson in the first round. So true. Yeah, I mean, at times we were high on Rutgers in like January last year. And then they really kind of fizzled out and really kind of limped to the finish line. Now look, give them credit. They made the NCAAs. That's an achievement for Rutgers. They even won a game. Yeah. So, okay. You know, decent year, but for a while there, I thought they were going to be really good and and really dangerous to go further, but uh, they were, they ended up being a little offensively challenged. Well, and what kills them is after a year like that, and you see Jacob young, 14 points a game, second leading scorer transfers to Oregon. Montez Mathis, the youngster that had, had had shown flashes. I mean, I guess not, not, not that much of a youngster, but he transfers out to St. John's miles Johnson, their big man transfers to UCLA. Those are three key players from a season ago. Now there is still Ron Harper jr. And geo Baker are juniors. If memory serves me correct, they're not seniors. They're both waiting on the NBA draft. They might come back. If they come back, I still think they they can make the tournament. They're bringing in a Andre Hyatt, a LSU transfer that I think will be able to contribute right away. Uh, they got Amarori, the other big man that that was a freshman last year that showed flashes. Mag, the forward, uh, sophomore guard Caleb McConnell will be back, and same with uh, uh, what's how do I pronounce him? Mokahi. I don't know. <laughs> Small forward who gets like five point nine points a game. Anyway, I mean, I'm saying if Harper Jr. and Baker are back. They're gonna make and they're coming back, right? I mean, come on. I would bet on it, but I'm saying, who knows? They could get an offer to go play in Portugal or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean they are junior juniors also, so it's not like they're freshmen. But those guys aren't making the NBA. They're nice college players. I like Ron Harper Jr. Once again, I don't think his game fits into the pros. Uh, Yeah, I mean their season hinges on what those two guys do. If they come back. And they come back. It's solid. I think they have a similar year to last year, probably a little bit worse though. I mean, yeah. It, t- talk about like the wind out of your sails, you know, you're building this program from basically nothing. 
you got a bunch of guys in here who can play and then to lose Johnson, Mathis and young, it's like, Oh, come on. Really? I think Hyatt though can, can replace it. I, I'm going to, I think they could do the same as they did last year. Now I get it. Johnson was an athletic freak, but he was also horrible at the free throw line. I'm can kind of fill those shoes. We'll see. I, I, I think they might. And the fact that big Ten's worse, if they got Harper jr. Back in Baker, I could see them making the tournament again. Yeah. I think they're on the bubble, probably on the right side of the bubble, but I wouldn't pick them to go very far. If those guys don't come back, I think they're in trouble. I think we can, yeah. we can agree on that. Right? Definitely. I think they're probably going to finish in last place. If they don't come back, <laughs> you might be right. Uh, let's switch over and talk Nittany lion basketball. This one is an interesting one. Cause Micah Shrewsbury comes in interesting hire. You know, he's a painter assistant at Purdue comes in. And I thought one of the biggest things is that everyone was transferring out. They still, I mean, they still had a, uh, I think eight players transfer out if, if, if memory serves me correct, but it was looking at one point like 12 or 11 or something like Minnesota had. And he was able to retain Seth Lundy, which I think was a huge get. And also John Harar. Those two were huge. And then also coming back as Sam sessions and miles dread. Those are four key players from a Penn state team that actually was pretty talented last year. They lost a lot of close games. They underachieved. They, they really underachieved, did. but I, that's what I'm saying. Cause I like what he walks into, even though the, you lose Brockington to Iowa state, even though you lose uh, Myron Jones to Florida, um, I, I, and uh, what Wheeler to Ohio state. I still right. think like he's walking into a decent situation with those four key players returning. And then, you know, bringing in a couple of grad transfers that who knows how well they perform. He's getting uh Jaheim Cornwall from uh, Gardner Webb and Greg Lee from Western Michigan. I got no idea how this team will look all together, but I, I was impressed by him retaining those four, which at one point seemed like they were going to be gone. Well, thank God for Nittany, for Nittany Lions fans. I think they can be respectable now. Um, but still, I think, I mean, those guys are all, you know, pretty solid players. They're all once again, you know, they're not going to be a lead guy. Those are all pieces of a puzzle. Uh, so right now you're missing the alpha dog, I think. Uh, so I, I think Penn state struggles this year, um, but it's, that's to be expected. The guy just got hired. Whenever a new coach comes in, you should expect the mass exodus of transfers. Uh, so this is going to be rebuilding year again. I think Penn State fans are probably tired of hearing that if they care about college basketball, which I'm not sure. Oh, they do. Uh, they miss the Crispin brothers, man. <laughs> that was the last time Penn State was decent. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I think uh, I think Penn State's in for a pretty long year. Uh, looking at the roster, you're kind of underwhelmed. They got some quality players, but they don't have any kind of star power or any kind of next level talent or anything. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they're actually kind of a very interesting team to watch this year. Just cause I feel like before they probably missed the discipline of, of, you know, the, from the coaching point of view, well, I think this guy is going to bring it in uh, coming from painter and, and what I know about Purdue basketball. Um, yeah. But it'll take some time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what's, what's, what's a great se- What would be a great season for Penn state fans? NIT. Okay. Okay. Um, well, let's, let's, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're on board. They're not going to make the tournament. They're not good enough to make the tournament, but, um, I am very eager to see how this next team, cause I don't know how to, if there's one team that I have no idea in this whole conference, I feel like we're getting one of these teams in almost every conference because how crazy yeah. the transfer portal is. It's the right. Minnesota golden Gophers. They had 11 players transfer out right now. Currently Marcus Carr uh, withdrew from the NBA draft uh, and he is in the transfer portal says he's not coming back to Minnesota and he could be one of the best players in America. That could be that's, that good. Well, that's why, that's why I think it's really hard. That's That's why this is a check-in. We're not, we're not predicting anything. Yes. We're, we're throwing away these, or we're throwing these predictions out there, but imagine where he goes or Kofi Coburn or yeah, some of these other guys that, that could transfer anywhere tomorrow. Um, just like we saw with LSU getting Cam Thomas and and uh, what's his name back days. So this is all just just to check in and keep our brains, uh, you know, in in the it's game. A, it's very fluid. It's a fluid situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Minnesota had eleven transfers. That's fucking crazy. What's absolutely again, fucking crazy? Patino got the axe. So a new coach comes in, players leave. 
Yeah. And uh, those were all of his best players. So uh, 11 players transferring out and the other ones were seniors. I feel like Uh, now they did get active. The Ben Johnson hire is interesting. I think it might work out, but they went out and got Peyton Willis. uh, Not the, not the running back, right? Wasn't that a running back for the, for the Cleveland Browns? Peyton Hillis, right? Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, the guard from Charleston, 13.4 points per game. They're going. They went mid-major route. EJ Stevens coming in from Lafayette, where he got 16 and a half points a game. Luke Lowe uh, coming in from William and Mary, where he got 16 points a game. Those were some big gets for Ben Johnson, especially considering that this roster had no one. I feel like. <laughs> um, what else? They still need to add some pieces. <laughs> yeah, I honestly. I, I had a hard time projecting what their roster is going to look like. Well, I, I, they are going to have to add some more p- people and, and there's still players that are active in the portal. So they're going to add some players here. Uh, I don't know if they're going to add any top notch players. Cause I don't think, I think those players can, who are, who can pick and choose. I think they want to go to contenders and Minnesota is not going to be a contender next year. Once again, similar to Penn state, but probably even worse because Penn state, they were able to retain a couple players. Minnesota lost everybody. So um, is this is basically starting from scratch right now. Uh, I wonder if uh, I saw Dawson Garcia might go there. If I was him, I mean, playing time. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be the team's best player. He's going to you know be a starter, obviously play the whole game. That would be a big get. That would be a, a nice piece to add to, to basically nothing. Um, yeah, that, so I don't know what to expect start, with start there. Yeah. True. A true wild card are the Gophers this year. Uh, really interested to see just who the hell they, they go with. Um, let's talk Iowa Hawkeyes because the Hawkeyes, yes, you lose. What was it? Didn't you win the uh, college basketball player of the year and Luca Garza? I think so. And he's gone. And you even lost a couple. I was surprised to see CJ Frederick uh, leave to go to Kentucky. Jack Nunge left for Xavier. Uh, the, a couple other transfers, but those were guys that didn't get, really get much burn. I actually think we're kind of forgetting about the Hawkeyes here. No, I don't think they're going to be a deep tournament team, but I think they're going to be a, a tournament team. And I think they're actually kind of looking at a solid roster. Keegan Murray was a freshman last year. I was impressed by his game as he continues to develop. Uh, they got super senior Jordan uh, Bohannon back uh, at uh, at eleven points a game. That was a huge get back. And then you have Joe Wisecamp and Patrick McCaffrey, and even uh, Toussaint, the uh, the backup guard, who I'm assuming will get much more minutes. And then you went out and get uh, you got uh, Philip uh, Raka from North Dakota. Rabraka? How do you pronounce that? I'd say Rebraka. Yeah. 16 and a half. Or well, it's also not really, I mean, it's definitely, a, I, I would imagine this guy is Eastern European. It's, it's not the American Philip. It's, you know, F I L I P Philippe, you know, so yeah. he's, he's something. I don't know what he is, but he's hey, something. Well, 16, eight points or 16.8 points per game a season ago. I think not bad. Maybe throw that into the mix with some of what they got. I like Keegan Murray. What do you make of the Hawkeyes? And uh, you think, I, I, I think they will be a tournament team again. I mean, Fran McCaffrey keeps that, that team. He's in yeah. year 11, but they never go far in the tournament. Right. Well, once again, a lack of top notch talent. Uh, so looking at this Iowa team, you know, and also that, that center Jack Nunge leaving, it's like, dude, you knew Garza's leaving and you're going to step into the starting lineup. I mean, d- isn't that what, why you've been there for a couple of years, <laughs> right? Surprising. Uh, you know, some of these transfers are, you kind of shake your head at, obviously we're a thousand miles away. We don't know anything within the program or anything. So, but you know, it's interesting because you would assume he's bided his time. Now is his time to start and play big minutes, but he transfers out. So I don't know. Overall, I would say the team is, they have a good amount of experience coming back. They're going to play really good team basketball. They're going to play very good on the offensive end. They're going to struggle on defense. Same thing like last year. And I think, I think they're around a bubble team, but I do not expect them to go very far because they do lack top-notch athleticism and top-notch um, talent. I think they'll probably get into the tournament, but yeah, I think they're out. They're I, out early. I'd actually say no. I'd say uh, they're probably on the on the wrong side of the bubble. Really? I think with the Big Ten being down, with some of those teams that beat them a season ago, Minnesota and stuff, they'll they'll have the upper edge on that. So yeah, but the Big Ten might not get 
uh, as many teams. Yeah, yeah, they got a ton last year. Uh, yeah, you might be right. You might be right there. Uh, final team here to talk about before we leave you on this one: the Northwestern Wildcats, and I think don't look now, but could Chris Collins be taking Northwestern to their second dance ever, or what? I think ever, right? Um, I mean, this team. I look at this team and I say, hey. Yes, you lost Miller Cop to Indiana. That one hurt. But when you look at the other pieces with Chase Audage, sophomore, coming back 12 points a game, Pete Nance coming back 11 and a half points a game, the s- seven boards almost, Boo Booey back, sophomore. This team was young last year, 10 and a half points a game. So, uh, Ryan Young is back, uh, the center, eight points a game, five boards. Then you get Robbie Buran, uh, Ty Berry. This team, and then you bring in Elijah Williams, the Farley Dickinson transfer at 14 points a game and eight boards, just about. Sell me on why I shouldn't say Northwestern's dancing. They might be, man. You know, they were actually, I think they cracked the top 25 like in early. December. Yeah, early. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, they started off the year, what, seven, seven, six and one, including they had three straight wins over Michigan State, Indiana, and the Buckeyes. Wow. And then what that's the when they happened. got ranked. Yeah. Now the, the problem after those wins, <laughs> they lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 straight. <laughs> mm. Mm. They rebounded from their 13 game losing streak to beat Minnesota, Maryland, and Nebraska. I don't know. This team's all over the place, uh, but I like what they have coming back. I mean, if you, if you look at all of the rosters in the big 10 coming back, you have to put Northwestern in at least like the middle of the pack. This is a tournament team, dude. I like Bo Booey. If, if you're in the middle of the pack of the big 10, then you have a chance of making the tournament. Sure. This is a tournament team. Now uh, Collins has got They got to prove it still. Cause it's Northwestern, but I look at this team and I say, Hey, I, you could sell me. Yeah, like if we had to just guess our projected order, where would I? You got what? I'll probably put Michigan one, and Maryland two, and Purdue three. But that's give or take a game. I feel like, right? I have a different projection. Are we doing it now? Are we doing our projections? I don't know. Sure. Yeah, let's do it at the end of the episode. Anyway, fuck it. Let's do it. Like, uh, okay. Michigan is so young. With Dickinson, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm a, if Dickinson's back, I'm gonna say Michigan finishes one, Maryland two, Purdue three, four. I'm gonna go. Oh man, I keep forgetting Indiana. Yeah, you know what? No, I'm sorry. Let's change this around. Let's change this around. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go Michigan one, Indiana two, Maryland three, Purdue four. Michigan State five, Northwestern six, Nebraska. No, 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 no. After six, Iowa seventh, Nebraska. I guess Nebraska and Rutgers. Just do the teams that you have making the tournament. How about that? Okay. Well, I guess Rutgers (laughs) were pending. We're pending, you know, a couple guys coming back. Give me my tournament teams will be this Purdue, Michigan, Maryland. Indiana, Ohio State, Michigan State, Illinois, well, Northwestern. I don't have Illinois getting in. I have Northwestern. Well, I look, think, look uh, if, if if Illinois doesn't get in, it'll be Rutgers. I just need to know that they're both coming back. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Uh, all right. Well, I'll attempt it. That maybe like my top five or something. Um, I, I'm gonna go Purdue one. I'm gonna go. Indiana two, Michigan three, Maryland four, Ohio State five. Interesting. Interesting. No, no Izzo love. How many teams make the tournament? I would say probably like seven or eight. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Throw, throw Michigan State in. Uh, You sold me on Northwestern. And what's that? That's seven. That might be it, man. Well, Rutgers, you said I'll say Rutgers pending the returns. Okay. So seven or eight. There you go. There you go. Okay. Guys, if you're a first time listener to the college basketball experience, make sure you subscribe because 
Well, we talk college basketball year round and also subscribe to the college football experience. Yes. 12 team playoff NIL, all this great stuff. We're talking both sports year round on each feed. There's a college football experience feed. There's a college basketball experience feed. Check both out. Um, but on the college uh, football experience, yeah, we got you covered breaking down all 130 teams, two a days, two teams a day. So go out there, check Illinois dropping uh, in the next couple of days here and then Iowa and then, and, and so on and so on and so on. So check it out. Uh, big 10 fans. Cause we'll have you covered uh, or just college football fans in general. Uh, me NC, Nick and Patty C the three hosts here. They, we handicap every single division one college basketball and college football game. We're doing it for over four years. So make sure you subscribe. We've never had a losing season individually and as a collective. And we're also way over 500 on our locks. You can get all of our picks for free for free on the SGPN app. Download that thing in the app store or Google play store. Uh, you'll get all of our content and look, we don't charge for picks. We won't charge for picks. The only thing I'm trying to charge you for is kindness. Can you download that app and then give us a five-star review on the app? And if you do take a screenshot of your review, find me on Twitter at the Colby D and I will send you a college experience t-shirt, college basketball, or college football, whatever you want. Brand new, not used. Um, <laughs> And uh, look at the Colby D. Give me a follow as well. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Give him a follow. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. Give him a follow. And the uh, the college experience is on Twitter at TCE uh, at SGPN. And also, Sports Gambling Podcast is on Twitter at DSGP Network. Give them all a follow and check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Slack channel as well. This is the the Big Ten College Basketball Check-In episode on the College Basketball Experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out.